We thank you for the blessing and the honor done us to see the new month of March. It is by your grace and by your mercies that we are counted among the living. We refuse to take this for granted. We refuse to take the happiness in our lives for granted. We declare that it is by your grace, it is by your mercies that we are alive today. Thank you for the good health and thank you for the honor to bring all of us before your presence once again to receive from you. I pray that you touch every heart this morning. Speak to every soul. Let each and everyone be blessed today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, the month of March is a month of love. March is a month of love. Don't forget our theme for the year is Christ-like living. So that by the grace of God, we are looking at the life of Christ so that we can emulate and become like him. Hallelujah. We read some few scriptures and um, I believe that these are wonderful scriptures that the Lord wants to use to be a great blessing to all of us. As our year of Christ-like living, we need to look at some of the details of how Jesus lived his life so that we can also emulate and learn from him because our year of Christ-like living. In 1 Peter 2.21, the Bible said, and Christ gave us an example that we should follow his steps. You're not supposed to follow any man, but you're supposed to follow Christ. Give us an example that we should follow his steps. Because who you follow determines what follows you. And who you follow determines who you become. Yeah. So he said, he gave us an example, First Peter 2.20, that we should follow his steps. I pray that God will grace us this month so that we can walk in the steps of love in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus lived his life so that we can also emulate from him. Please, becoming like Christ should be every Christian's ambition and desire. That should be your desire, your ambition every day as a child of God. So you must keep asking yourself, am I becoming like him? Or I am becoming something else? Or I'm still the old person I used to be? But becoming like Christ should be your greatest desire and ambition. Sometimes people want to become so many things. And sometimes they don't even know themselves. Even looking into our dressings and our behaviors and all that. We copy wrongly and from wrong people and from wrong source. We live our lives some ways because we are copying from wrong people. But God has given you one example, one person you should learn from. Your life and my life should become like this man. And that should be your focus. That should be your ambition. Don't learn from the internet. Don't learn from the western people. If it contradicts the word of God, it's not the right thing to do. Many of you, you dress in a particular because of certain soap operas you have been watching on television. You are marrying according to what you watch on TV. All your languages are things sometimes we see on internet. But Christ has given an example to follow. Among many other things, one thing that speaks volumes about Christ is his love. He was a man and he is a man of deep love. John 15, 13. Please give me that scripture once again. Listen to what it says. It says, greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life. I remember there was a a fire outbreak in a certain house. The man and the woman were sleeping in the same room with their children. And somebody shouted, fire! The moment the man and the woman heard about the fire, the man heard the voice early and got up. And when he saw the fire, he did not even look anywhere. He just ran out of the room. And the wife shouted, I am here. He said, no, be fast. I'm going. Be fast. (laughs) Run for your life. 
He left the wife and left the children. That is, greater love has no man than this, that a man to lay down. I said, I love you. But when worse comes to worse, do you know that sometimes the person who says he loves you very much can become your worst enemy? Yeah. I told you yesterday, a pastor was asked, who is your greatest enemy? Everybody was expecting that as a pastor, he would say that it's the devil. He said, my greatest enemy is my wife. Can you please look at the person next to you? Who is your greatest enemy? Greater love has no man than this, that a man will lay down his life. And listen to me. What, what Jesus did, he did not lay his life for the righteous man. No. He laid down his life for the sinner, the wicked, the ungrateful, bad people. Greater love has no man. I want you to appreciate the love of this man. How deep his love is. How deep. Please, the way he loves you, no man, no woman can love you like that. Human love is not proper. Romans 5 8. For God commended his love toward us. That while we are what? Sinners. Not when we are righteous. But when we are swimming in the sin, diving here and there, Christ died. Pray that we appreciate the love of this man. You see, you can never walk or become like Christ without learning his love life. This is a year of Christ-like living. So we have to see the way he lived his life. And he was a man of love. Can you please help tell, me, t- tell the person next to you, he was a man of love. Tell the person, he lived his life as a love man, as a love man. Amen. And that's very much important. So love made him to come to this earth. Love made him to be born in a stable and put in a manger where they keep animals. That's where it was a love that made him, even though he created all things. But the Bible said, when it was time for him to be born, there was no place in the inn for him. Love will make you to go places that even you don't even want to go. Hey! How many of you are remembering some certain things? You are remembering how love took you to certain village. Hey! Where you didn't want to go. Love made him to become a carpenter's son. And he himself, he was like, he became a carpenter. <laughs> the Bible said they referred to him. They referred to him. Is it not the, the carpenter's son? And like father, like son. Jesus was doing chairs for people to sit on. Fixing people's doors. Roofing. Yes. When you go to Amunaga, he was there. <laughs> now, sometimes people believe that he came from the Volta region. When we want good carpenters, go to Volta region. I'm telling you. Love took him to the cross. <laughs> I mean, remember one day when they arrested him. And uh, they brought him before Pontius Pilate. And uh, Pilate realized that uh, the man has done nothing. So they said, okay. Annually, they released one prisoner, very wicked one. So they brought a certain guy called Barabbas. And they brought Jesus. They asked him, which of them, either Barabbas or, or Jesus, which of them should I release for you? And all the people shouted, we want Barabbas. We want Barabbas. They were shouting, read the scripture. We want Barabbas. Then Pilate said, what sin has he, this man committed? The Bible said, the more he was asking, them, the more the people shouted, we want Barabbas. But the Bible said, Barabbas was a wicked man. He has killed. He's a murderer. A man was being And nobody wants to see that, pe- that man out. But because of hatred and bitterness for Jesus, we want Barabbas. He exchanged his life for your life. Now, what is love? I try to define it within the context of God's word. There are different types of love that's one that's my focus according to the asian greeks they have given different different types of love i mean i think we all know them those of you are doing you are working in love you know what i mean so the greeks the asian greeks have given us different um some are eros philio the mania is the crazy love yeah 
Exactly. Or do we have, we have the storage. We have all kinds of love. But among them, there is one particular love which we called the agape love. Now, the agape love, that is the God kind of love. And this love simply means, I'm just, that's what I'm trying to define, the agape kind of love. The agape love is to have esteem or high regard for someone, no matter who they are, whether they are rich, they are poor, wicked, or righteous, whether they are good or bad, they are beautiful or ugly, whether they are sick or well. It, it doesn't regard a person's state. That is the God kind of love. So the God kind of love doesn't look at the person. I remember somebody wanted to marry and uh, asked, but what is the type of man that you want to marry? And the person began to mention them. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And the first requirement was, I don't want a man who is walking. I want a man who drives a car. So you love the person because of the car the person drives. A man was asked, what type of woman do you love? Me, I don't want a slim woman. They are too tiny for me. Another person said, I don't want a dark woman like Pastor Hesbert. No, I don't like dark. I want fair. So that even when the light is off, that is the human kind of what? Of love. The human kind of love looks at how the person is, who the person is, before the person gives you his or her love. But the agape kind of love or the God kind of love does not look at how the person is. Whether the person is poor, whether the person is sick, whether the person is rich, the person is still accepted. That's the reason why the church should be a place of love. That we don't look down upon people. No matter who people are, we accept them and receive them. So that the church becomes the body and the place of love. May God help us that this church and all the branches shall become centers of the God kind of love. In the name of Jesus. So the love of God is unconditional and is divine. And that is the kind of love that Jesus has for us. And that's the reason why he came to die for us. So anybody who wants to live like Christ must emulate or learn his love life and walk in it. It's a year of Christ like what? So anybody who wants to live like Christ must first Learn his love life. You can never walk or live like Christ without learning the way he loved. And be ready to walk in it. How many of us want to walk like Jesus? In love? May God give us that grace in Jesus' name. So the first demand of Christ-like living is we must be lovers of God. The first demand, the first demand of Christ-like living that you must be lovers of God. Matthew 22, 36 through 38. Matthew 22, 36 through 38. That's I love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. So the first demand from anyone who wants to live like Christ must be a God lover. You must be a God lover. Now we can look at people like Mary Magdalene, such a great woman of God who really loved Jesus. In Luke chapter number 7 verse, from verse 47, Luke 7 from verse 47, he said, therefore I say to you her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved much but to whom little is given the same loves later. This was when, I mean, Mary Madeline, when Jesus was uh, at the, in the house of uh, Simon, 
the bible said jesus was eating and this woman went and poured expensive perfume on the feet of jesus and people were complaining how can you just pour just an expensive perfume you can we can sell it to feed the poor and all that and listen to what jesus said he said therefore i said to you because her sins have been forgiven she also loved much and i'm forgiving for she loved much but to whom little is given the same loves little so when you love little you give but when you love much you also give much and this was a woman of deep love a god lover please go with me to john 20 from verse 1 the same mary Magdalene. john 20 very powerful scripture there. give me the niv version to 16 john 20 early on the first day of the week while it was still dark mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from there that's when jesus was buried and uh, he rose verse 2 so she came running to simon peter and the other disciple the one jesus loved and said they have taken the lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him so peter and the other disciples started for the tomb both were running but the other disciples outran peter and reached the tomb first he bent over and looked in at the, st- the strips of lining there but did not go in then simon peter who was behind him arrived and went into the tomb he saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciples who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. Listen, everybody all went back to their homes. And listen to what happened. But Mary, Madeline, stood outside the tomb doing what? When every I'm talking about how deep this woman loved the Lord. And this woman, Bible said, oh, but Mary Madeline stood outside the truth, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the, the, thing, the, the man is not there, but she, she said, I can't go. When everybody have left, this woman was there crying, weeping. And saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. One at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away. They have taken my master, the one I love. They have taken him away. And I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking the one speaking to him was the gardener taking care of the tombs and all that. She said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. Where was Peter? Don't forget, Bible said that the one who has been forgiven much also loved much. Don't forget it. Mary Magdalene was the one that seven evil spirits came out of her. Jesus did the Lord for this woman and he said, because this man has loved me, I will also love him back. And Jesus revealed himself to her. said, Mary! She turned toward him and cried out in Arabic, Rabboni, which means what? Master. Hallelujah. I pray that our love will grow to become like the love of this woman. When everybody is leaving, we shall still stay under the feet of Jesus and make sure we get to know him better and better and better and better. Glory to God. Go with me to another man who also loved the Lord deeply. Uh, Romans chapter number 8. Please fast for me. That is Paul. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Who shall? Who shall? 
Can you please help me as a person? What is separating you from the Lord? Who shall separate us from the Lord? Shall tribulations, shall hardships, famine, nakedness, or danger? People don't have dresses. They say, I will not come to church. Nakedness. Even if you can wear one dress for one year to church, wear it. You are not wearing to show. You are, we are not coming to beauty contest. I don't have offerings. I'm, is it by force? Whatever God has not given to you, never asks you to give. Please roll. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than through him who loved us. For I am convinced that need, listen to this all. His deep love for the master, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. How deep is your love for the Lord? How well do you love him? Yeah, how well? He asked Peter one day, he said, do you love me? He said, Lord, I love you. That love question must always be answered. Who is taking your love from him? Nothing in this life waves your greatest love than God. Many of us, so many people are taking us from the Lord. Yeah. Your, your, your love is changing. Your love has become cold. Your love has become lukewarm. You don't love the Lord the way you used to love him. Yeah. Your heart is nowhere in the things of God. You don't love the Lord the way you used to. We are not passionate about God anymore. Because other things are taking the attention. So many things are fighting for our hearts and for our love. Now let me share with you some of the things that are fighting for our love so that you can watch them. So that those things will never take you away from God. I'm telling you. The first thing that is fighting against our love for God. Fighting for our attention for God is money. First Timothy chapter number 6. The verse 10. First Timothy 6 the verse 10. Is that for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the what? From the faith. And pierce themselves with many sorrows. The love of money is the root. Is a root of all evil. And many because of their love for money, they have moved from the faith. So many are deviating. Many people have, they are in church, but they are, their hearts are not for God. Some of you, you are sitting here, you are planning some money connection that you are going to do right after here. Your heart is no more for God. We are in church. But our hearts are far away. If God opens your heart, many of us are in church because of money. I'm telling you. People move from one church to because of the things that they are looking for. This church, I'm told that when you go there, you get money. Pa. No matter the life you live, God will still bless you. Are you a lover of money? Many of us, when we put money and we put God on a scale, you know that money is like God. Yeah, the Bible said no one can serve two masters. And the Bible compares money. He said mormon and God. If you don't take a money, can become a God in your life that you worship. Money is important, but please, money should not take the place of God in your life. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Luke 12, 15. A man's life, life is not about the material things that money you are looking for. Now your focus has changed. It's all about your job. It's all about your career. It's all about how you can succeed. How you can make it. That is all about you. What is happening now? Your heart is no more for God. And money is driving you. God doesn't drive you anymore. Money is money that drives you. Where money goes, I will go. Or where money is, I will follow. May God give us the grace from today. 
The second thing, go with me to 2 Timothy 3 from verse 1 and 2. In fact, give me the New King James Version. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will do what? Will come. Verse 2. For men will be lovers. So now, instead of us to direct our love toward God, now the things that are attracting or taking away our love is self. So now we don't love God, but we love self. Self. So it's about self-angradizement. I want to become this. I want to become that. I want to wear this. I want to do this. It's self. Now it's self-centered. And that's what we are promoting now. Self. People are in church because of self. It's you, 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 not God. If anything, we want to do anything for God in this church, people will not get involved. I mean, we are going to do evangelism right from service. We are going to uh, share the gospel with some people here. Please, everybody, just wait and let's go and share the gospel. Tell people about Christ, which is about God. Many will not even mind. But after service, please, right from here, a businessman is coming. He's going to give us 23 ways to success. All of us are going to the other side. May God give us the grace to take away self, 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 self. Hallelujah. Can you please help me as a person next to you once again? Are you self-centered? Lovers of themselves. And lovers of what? Money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemous. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Some of us, is your children have taken your heart from God. Your husband has taken your heart from Your relationship has taken your heart from God. <laughs> Go with me to Matthew 10, 37 through 39. Matthew 10. 37 through 39. Some of the things that are fighting for our love. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his father and mother more than me. I remember I heard a story by our father about the boy. So one day he was going to do a program somewhere and he passed to visit the mother. When he got there, the mother was at the point of death because he didn't know. Because that time there was no this mobile phones and all that. He didn't know. And he had to stop the program and rush him to hospital. And she was at the point of death. And he said, I'm put between my mother and doing God's work. To preach to people somewhere they are waiting for me to go. So which one should I choose? He prayed for the mother. Committed the mother to the Lord. He said, mommy, I'm going and I'll be back the next three days. I believe the Lord will touch you. The Lord will heal you. Left the mother focusing on the work that he was going to do for God. Listen to what he said. He said, after when he went to do that work for the Lord, the Lord spoke to me and said, because of what you did, I'm going to add another 15 years to your mother. The mother lived for another 15 years. If it were to be you and me. Even when somebody visits you on Sunday morning, the normal visit, you don't even come to church. When even a shower, it doesn't even for a shower. Sometimes you ask me, why didn't you come to church? Oh, I was washing on Sunday morning because of washing. Where is your love for God? I question your love, oh. When you have an appointment with God. How do you show up? Where is your love? Where is your love? Love of themselves. Whatever that is fighting for our love, we receive the grace to do our will with them in the name of Jesus. Let the love of God begin to reign in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Matthew 23 verse 6. He said they love the place of honor at banquets and the most important seats. These are, I mean, lovers of prestige, position. Fighting for ambition. Hmm. Many of us are focused. All your focus is to become, but listen to me. When you love God, everything will fall in place for you. I'm telling you. When you love him, everything will fall in place. From today, may God direct our love back to him in the name of Jesus. I said, may God redirect our love back to him in the name of Jesus. Now, when we love the Lord, what are the benefits of our love for God? You can never love God without getting anything in return. <laughs> yeah. How many of you have loved somebody and the person has also loved you back? 
You love the person and the person has loved you back. The person has given something good in return. Let me see your hand up. You've loved somebody and the person has also shown you love. I love you. And the person has also paid you back for your love. There's some people that when you love them, do you know that love can change a lot about people? Love can make the person who is not a giver to become a giver. If you can love somebody very well and show great love, the person can, even someone who is very Armstrong, Mr. Armstrong, Mrs. Armstrong, the person can begin to read. I'm telling you, love has a way of changing people. I mean, you start loving God. Start loving genuinely. You see the response that will come to you. What are the benefits of our love for God? Number one, when you love God, you will experience his presence. John 14, 23, when you love him, you will experience his presence. Many of us have never experienced the presence of God. I mean, we talk about God is in our hearts, God is with us, but you have never experienced it. But people, let me tell you, God can be experienced. God can be what? You can experience God. May you experience the real presence of God. The real presence of Many of you, you don't have time, real experiences, real presence. We don't have it. I pray that some of us, by the time this month will be over, because of your love for God, you go to your room, the moment you open your door, you see Jesus sitting there waiting for you. Many of you, all the things you see are not proper. You see rough things. You have never even had a dream to see. How much more see in Philly, Philly? You have never had a dream to see even an angel. All that you see are dwarves. <laughs> How can you have a dream and you are seeing goats? You have a dream and you are walking at the refuse dump. What kind of dream is that? You have a dream and you are picking snails. What kind of, what kind of dream is that? You have a dream and you, are, and you are in a classroom. What kind of nonsense dream is that? You have a dream, you are in a classroom, you are sitting as if you are going back to school and you are writing exams. You are going back. May we experience his presence. Amen. Now your dreams are going to become more spiritual. Amen. May your spiritual ears and your spiritual eyes be open. In the name of Jesus. He said, Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home. When you love him, you will experience him as you are with, with him in your home. Is your lover not always with you? Yeah. When you find somebody love, you always want to be with the person. Is that not so? Yeah. When you love the Lord, he comes to make his presence. You experience him. People of God, this man can be experienced though. You can have real experience. Real, real. Real, real. This is not talk. Real, real. He's, he's real. You can touch him. You can touch God. He's real. He's real. But it comes with your love. One thing that distinguished Solomon among all the kings. The Bible said that. And Solomon loved the Lord. First Kings 33. He loved the Lord. So God revealed himself to him. Solomon, what do you want? What should I do for you? He said, Lord, I want wisdom. From today, because of your love for him, I see God making himself so real. You see, when God becomes so real to you, all your challenges become useless. I'm telling you. When the king of the creator of the world and everything in it becomes real to you, everything becomes useless. The second benefit of your love for God, all things will work for your good. Let me tell you, in this life, life is not fair to everybody. Life is not fair. There are people that won't look at them, they they don't have to suffer. The Bible said, he said, I've seen princes walking on foot and I've seen servants riding on horses. That's what the Bible says. I have seen servants riding on horses and princes walking on what? On foot. Life is not fair. Life is not fair. And the world is not fair to anybody. But when you are a lover of God, no matter what happens to you, 
no matter the challenges, the difficulties that you go through, one day somebody complained about the man who disappointed her. Listen to this carefully. And the woman who was so hurt, she was crying. She said, please don't cry. I called the man and I spoke to him. The man said, Sofo, I can't marry this woman again. The lady wept and wept and wept and wept. I said, madam, calm down. So finally, they had no option than to tell the woman that don't die because of a man. Focus on your job. Focus on your career. Let's believe God for God to open the door. I said, but Sofo, it's not easy. I'm talking about what happens to you when you're in love that all things were together. Then, this guy left. I think it was about three or four months or so. The lady went to work and all that. Somebody came to her office and all that. And said, ah, I mean, can we be friends? Oh, no, 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 I'm not. Because she was coming from a bitter experience. Oh, no, 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 please. I don't want to, I'm not giving him a number out. So the guy went, went on, went on. So they became quite a bit close. To the glory of God, within eight months, they agreed. And the lady fell in love with this guy. They got married. And I think now they have about three or four children or so. They have, they have lived together for almost about six years or so. The man who dumped the lady, the man is still walking around without even any woman. Go between Romans 8. And we know that all things does what? For good of those who love him. All things work together. That's how God is. No matter what you are going through, I see God making all things to work together for your good. Whether it's your personal mistake, it's something you didn't do right, whether you lost opportunity, God will make all things to work together for your good. Yeah, all things are working. I said all things are working together. For those who does what? Love the Lord. Your love for God will make the ugly to become better for you. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. People are going, your love for God will change a lot for you. Yeah. But your love for man will bring a lot of hurts and disappointments. Many of you up to now, you are still crying because of a man or woman. Because the man keep hurting you. The woman keep hurting you. And you can't do anything with that love. But, also, but I love him. Love him, he will kill you. And you see. I see the grace to redirect your love toward God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So your love for God will make all things to work. Number three. When you love him, you'll be known by him. First Corinthians 8. The verse 3. You'll be known. We are all God's children, but some are known by God. Hmm. But the man who loves God is known by him. When you say you know somebody, you understand? It's one thing to hear about someone. Is that not so? But it's another thing to know. This, oh, this man, I know him. Many of us, when you say I know him, somebody you heard about. Oh, but no, no. When you love him, God makes himself known to you. All of us are children of God, but not many of us. God doesn't know all of us. Yeah. I mean, you don't have that intimacy with him. Can you fall in love with someone without communicating with the person? No. That's not love. I pray that your love will grow deeper and he will make himself known to you. In the name of Jesus. The last thing, my time is up. When you are in love with God, one of the benefits of his love is divine what? Mercy. Exodus 20, 5 and 6. Divine mercy. Divine mercy. He said, you shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the sins of the fathers to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me. Look at the verse 6. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my word. Commandment. So when you love God, he shows you mercy. Ah, yeah. When you love God, he overlooks your weaknesses. He knows that you love him, but your strength is weak. And helps you to overcome your weaknesses. He looks to your love for him. How deep you love him. And he shows you mercy. Mercy simply means God's help. He comes in to assist you. He comes in to help you. 
I see God helping us in this church in the name of Jesus. By our love for him. Ah, The last of it, number five. Then I'm done. When you love him, strange order of blessings will come on your way. Hmm. When you love him, strange order of what? Blessings. 1 Corinthians 2, 8 and 9. When you love him, strange order. 1 Corinthians 2, 8 and 9. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Look at the verse 9. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Eyes have not seen. Yes, as not. Neither has it entered the things that God has prepared for those. Please listen to me. You are losing a lot by loving the wrong things. You are losing a lot by loving the wrong people. You are losing it big time. Your love for God will bring things to you you have never thought of. Let me show you a secret from today. Let me show you a secret that has helped me for so many years. And let me tell you. If you really want to be blessed in this life, if you really want to do well in this life, don't chase after money. Don't chase the things you are looking for. But desire to love God. The more you love him, the more he makes things to work for you. He will bring you things that your strength cannot even bring to you. All God lovers are successful people. And genuinely God blesses you. From today, I see your stress and your challenges leaving you from today. Because you are burdening yourself with unnecessary things. Because you are chasing after those things. But your love for God will make things to come to you cheaply. Receive the grace to love him from today. I said receive the grace to love him from today. Whatever has taken the place of God in our hearts and in our lives. May those things drop from today in the name of Jesus. May God direct our love toward him. And help us to love him. Can you please rise to your feet. Glory to God. Please put your right hand on your chest as I pray with you. Father, we thank you for your word today. You are our great love. We ask that, Lord, whatever has taken your place in our hearts, we ask for your forgiveness today. For allowing things, people, material things, to take our love and affection. From today, let your grace restore us back again in the name of Jesus. Restore everybody here today with the love of God. Help us to love you the more. Help us to love you deeply. Help us to direct our hearts back to you. Help us to make you our focus and help us to know you well. Thank you for reviving us. Thank you for restoring us. Thank you for gracing us to redirect our love toward you. And we believe that all things are beginning to work together for our good. Strange happenings, strange blessings are coming on our way. Blessed be your name. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Can you be seated?